Welcome to the Shoot Got Real podcast. We're up to the ninth episode. Today we're reviewing round one and we're previewing round two with Tony Lewis. Look, let's get right into it. And we're talking about Gordon versus Eastern Suburbs up first. Your early impressions for both sides are Gordon, firstly, they're a very well-rounded team. They ticked a lot of boxes on the weekend. Um, I think they showed that kind of ability to make meters consistently really break that line. They also showed up at scrum time. Um, But what was really impressive for me is when they got those penalties early on in the game, they managed to capitalize them. Uh, A couple of times they got those penalties, and instead of opting to take the shot at three, they just went for the line, and it really worked for them. Eastern Suburbs started very, very poorly on the weekend, and the Highlanders uh, racked up some very early points. They were up 17-0 after not too long. This is largely down to their intent. You sort of saw time after time again, if you didn't see the game, they opted to, you know, instead of taking the three, they took the line on, they ran the ball even out from their own 22 at times, and it kind of made it work throughout the game as it moved on. Eastern Suburbs were down 17-0. They launched a comeback of sorts, but they didn't really show up in the second half. They never really looked like winning, even though at times they were a possibility. It was nothing near an 80-minute performance from them. But you always know with Eastern Suburbs, if they play to their full potential all game, they can challenge with literally anyone. Gordon would have been in big trouble on the weekend had the Beasties properly shown up. On the plus side for them, they did prove their worth in defense. I think we saw some... Uh, big hits from their type five in particular. Their defense in the lead up to one of the Gordon tries was that, you know, complete sixes and sevens, but they recovered. Um, And I think Gordon might have eventually got the try, but Eastern Suburbs didn't let them have it easy. I think the point in the game where you really said, okay, Gordon have got this was when they kicked a penalty. That was about with 14 odd minutes to go. Put him out by 16. From then there was no real coming back for Eastern Suburbs. One of the standouts for Gordon was Harrison Goddard, absolutely outstanding at halfback. His break led to their second try. Of course, he was partnered in the halves by Rodney Iona, who played a part in the win. He kicked a handful of penalty goals, and that actually played crucial because each side only scored four tries each. There wasn't a great deal separating the two sides, but it was mainly down to like some savvy goal kicking. Talking about Warringah and Sydney University, this was the TV game on 7-2. Your early impressions of uni is that there is a lot to like. Uh, obviously, they've got a large part of their core retained for this year. You saw that from the very start. They kind of rocketed out to a 19-6 lead. They lost Rob Taylor, obviously, during the COVID shutdown. That doesn't look like it's going to affect them that much. They've still got that kind of, I guess you could call predictable, but also very clinical style of play which is working out really, really well for them and has for the last large number of years. Warringah were probably favourites to win, and the fact that they lost that game at home didn't even clinch a bonus point. Um, That's got to hurt. You know, obviously it is a very good uh, Sydney Uni team, but given what they've gone through in the off-season, the Rats would be disappointed not to come away with that win. That being said, for quite a long part of the game, Warringah were on top. UCID kind of flew out to an early lead much like the other game we reviewed. But after that, we saw the rats clawing it back. It's a bit of feeling throughout the game. Uh, it was pretty close. That's always got something to do with it. But ultimately, the students just put on a handful of tries in that last 10 minutes. That ran the game out to a healthy lead. Uh, there was a yellow card. Nick Champion de Kripney didn't hurt the students too much. However, they started to experience their comeback when he came on the field. Ultimately, it was Sydney Uni 36, defeating Warringah 27. One other game to note this round, Southern Districts upset Eastwood 34-19, and that was the biggest 
Um, well, I guess you could call it the only real upset of the round. We'll get to tipping a little bit later on as well. I think overall it was a bit of a disappointing round. There were a couple of closely fought games. But other than that, North and Suburbs held West's trialless. Ranwick racked up 50 on Newcastle, and the two Blues only scored that one time against Manly. Even the Eastwood and Souths game, which we just mentioned briefly, well, was close for the most part, but ended up with a 15-point margin. That looks like Ranwick with 5 points, 4 and against, plus 43. Norths, 5 points, 29. Manly, 5 points, 23. Southern Districts, 5 points, 15. Gordon, 5 points, plus 11. Sydney Uni, 5 points, plus 9. Eastern Suburbs, 1 point. Uh, they got the losing bonus point, minus 11. Penrith had the bias. They did not move at all. Warringah, zero points at minus nine. Eastwood, zero points, minus 15. Western Sydney are still on zero points. They're minus 23. West Harbour, zero points, minus 29. And Newcastle, zero points, minus 43. However, not all bad for Newcastle. I would expect them to be much better at home than they are away. So just to summarize the tipping for last round, I got four from six. Uh, I tipped Gordon over Eastern Suburbs. Eastwood over Southern Districts, obviously they lost that game. Manly over Western Sydney, they won that. Randwick over Newcastle, won that very comfortably. Norths over West Harbour, they won that as well. And I tipped Warringah to beat Sydney Uni, but they didn't. Moving on to this round, Tony Lewis from 7-2 stopped by to touch on every single one. We spoke to him a short time ago. Welcome along, Tony Lewis, to the Shoot Got Real podcast. How have you been, Tony? Very well, thanks, Tom. Pleasure to be with you today. Um, all right, well, let's get right into it. And we'll start with, um, obviously, tipping the games, but we're touch on Eastern Suburbs and West Harbour. And I don't know, I saw, I didn't really see West's game last weekend. I was at Eastern Gordon, and they didn't seem to show a lot, the Pirates. And obviously, watching East's play, they weren't quite at their best, but I think... You, you'd think Eastern Suburbs still get the win today or on Saturday. Well, you, you, you'd, you'd think so. East are playing at home um, at Wallara Oval. But I do want to make mention uh, about West Harbour. If you just look at the result from last week's game, their yep. last week against Norse, the score, I think, was something like 32-3 to 3 in favour of Norse. So you might think that West got blown off the paddock. But in fact, uh, 10 minutes from full time, they were very much in the game, West Harbour. Um, and North scored three quick tries in the last sort of 10 minutes to blow the score out a bit. But West, from what I'm hearing, were actually very impressive for most of the game. Mm. They fielded fielded a huge pack of forwards um, Saturday, which really took it to North. And uh, like I say, just the last 10 minutes perhaps let them down a bit, and North got away with a big win. But uh, West will certainly be competitive, and Eastern Suburbs needs to be uh, on the top of their game so that they avoid um, the upset uh, from the Pirates. Who do you go with there? I mean, I think ultimately I tip Easts, but I wouldn't... I, I do expect Western Suburb, uh, West Harbour rather, to upset a couple of teams. Why couldn't that be this weekend? Um, yeah, I, I agree. The West are um, certainly capable of causing a few upsets. Mm. And uh, they're certainly capable of causing an upset this Saturday. Having said that, uh, I, I will go with Eastern Suburbs. They they lost first uh, first up against Gordon last week, and they'll be pretty desperate uh, to get a win, particularly uh, in their first home game. So I'm going to go with East for this one, yep. um, bearing in mind that the Beasties really need to be on the top of their game. Well, you look at um, Newcastle and Eastwood, and Newcastle, I think, were a little bit disappointing last weekend. We didn't expect them to win in Randwick, but we didn't expect them to lose 
by 43 and concede um, 50 points. Um, so a little bit disappointing for them. On the other hand, it is a home game. They won't have to, you know, take the bus trip, whereas Eastwood will. They'll be travelling, you know, a couple of hours up there to Newcastle. And then obviously another disappointing loss for Eastwood last weekend. I, I think ultimately you tip Eastwood. But at the same time, Newcastle could be a completely different beast at home. 100% again. Um, it's Newcastle's first home game. They'll be desperate to get a win for their home fans. They'll be desperate to atone for last week's performance. Mm. And uh, uh, Eastwood coming off a loss in round one too. They were upset by Southern Districts. Southern Districts was quite a big win um, over the woods. Um, but, you know, Eastwood... Is tipped again uh, to feature at the end of the season in postseason play, yeah. uh, as they all are. They're they're a quality club. They've got a quality side, and I'm going to go with Eastwood in this one, but not by much. I expect Newcastle to give a much better account of themselves um, than last week. Agreed. Well, if we move on, it's Gordon and Western Sydney. And this game could be a little bit of a toss-up, I think. Um, obviously, I watched Gordon play last weekend. They were pretty good. I just think if you're complacent against... Okay, well, a couple of years ago, this would have been, you know, a battle of two teams right on the bottom of the ladder. Gordon have improved since then. But there, there always is the possibility of an upset. Again, the, the, that's, that's correct. Gordon, as you mentioned, has improved out of sight over the last couple of seasons with Darren Coleman uh, coaching. And I expect Gordon to be one of the big, big improvers this year. And, yep. uh, in fact, at the Shoot Shield launch a week or so ago, mm. I was asked who's going to win it all. And I tipped the Gordon Eastern Suburbs grand final with uh, right. Eastern Suburbs winning it. So, you know, we'll see. Of course, it's far too early to be making those sort of ridiculous calls. But um, mm. I, I do expect Gordon and East to be the, uh, two of the big improvers uh, in this one. And I do expect Gordon uh, to get up um, over the Western Sydney two blues, uh, particularly since the games uh, at Chatswood uh, this Saturday. Yeah, agreed. Um, if we move on to Sydney Uni and Manly, I, I, I didn't expect Sydney Uni to win last weekend. I thought they'd, you know, lose, but they did win. They did knock over Warringah and, you know, more, more power to them. But uh, now up against Manly, I um, have to go the same way. I think Sydney Uni have got this one. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, they're playing at Uni, so it's, uh, it's Uni's first home game. Mm. Um, Manly is always will be strong and they'll give a very good account of themselves. But um, I thought uh, Sydney Uni... Um, it would lose against Warringah last weekend, but uh, as you pointed out, of course, they got the uh, they got the win. Um, they have they improved significantly from the trial match against Eastern Suburbs uh, the week before round one. Mm. Um, I expect them to uh, win this one against Manly too, particularly since they're playing at home. Uni just keep finding these players, um, yeah. you know, and like every year. I mean, obviously they're. You know, two-time champions. They're coming up for a three-peat this year. Mm. And uh, just some, they've got some seriously good talent, particularly in the back line. Will McDonald, uh, number 12, was fantastic. Tim Clements at 15, mm. just outstanding. They've got Henry Clooney's Ross playing at, uh, at 13, where he made a, a very good account of himself. And Connor O'Shea um, at number 10 um, was outstanding as well. And also, I think a big part of their win against uh, the Raddies last weekend was the return of Rowan O'Regan, the mm. skipper, uh, yep. at the back of the scrum. Well, what, so, what, really, what really threw me last weekend was, obviously, Sydney Uni, you know, brand new coach and everything that happened. Um, Rob Taylor left them, you know, during the COVID shutdown. 
Um, and then, you know, with all that kind of uncertainty to go and still knock over a Warringah team who hasn't had any real major changes, you know, they're pretty much the same force they were in the grand final last year. And for Sydney Uni to turn up, knock over Warringah at Rat Park, very impressive for mine. I can't tip against them in this one. Yeah, very, very impressive. And they finished with a coming home. They came home with a wet sail too at the yep. end of the game. Uh, uh, McCalman's uh, try uh, right at the death there was very, very impressive. Well, look, you know, I mean, they're a class outfit in the University Football Club, you know. And uh, Michael Hodge, their new coach, is a very well-respected guy. Everyone loves him mm. over there. And I'm sure the boys... The Sydney University boys will, uh, you know, give it 100% for Hodgie, much as they did for Rod Taylor. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Sydney Uni will be there at the end for sure. Well, this is, um, this is an interesting game because, obviously, Penrith's returned for the first time in two years and a handful of months. Uh, they're playing it up at Bon Andrews Ovals. That's North Sydney Oval number two. Um, it's North and Penrith. I find it very hard to tip Penrith here, much as I'd like to. I'm, I'm with you. I really want to see the emus do well this year. And mm. for me, the emus doing well would would mean at least three or four uh, wins um, yep. in the season. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. John Muggleton has taken the reins up there. Mm. Um, and full respect to him for doing that. Um, you know, he, he said a few years ago that rugby in the West needed to be supported. And when they came to him to ask him to do the coaching job, he had no hesitation in stepping forward and accepting that. So he's putting his words into action. Mm. Uh, and that's the sort of man he is. Um, the challenge he's going to have and the challenge that he's had is, of course, with COVID, it's been impossible to get players from interstate. And Muggleton, mm. with his you know enormous list of rugby contacts, yep. would have been able to get a lot of good players from interstate to come and play for his emu squad uh, this year. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, with COVID, wasn't able to do it. So, look, Penrith is going to struggle again yeah. this year. I'd love to see them win a few games. Mm. I don't think they're going to win this one on Saturday yeah. against Norse. I think the Shoreman will do it and do it pretty easily. But I, I, I wish Penrith all the, back and all the best. And it's really, really exciting to have them back in the comp. I mean, everybody wants a strong uh, representation from Western Sydney in Absolutely. the shoot shield. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody wants them to be successful. Everybody wants, everyone knows it's the biggest catchment area for rugby talent, you know, in the city out there in the west. And if yep. Penrith and Parramatta Two Blues can start getting some success and attract some quality players, mm. then anything can happen. So you know, fingers crossed. Well, one thing that um, I mean, I, I kind of highlighted this, I think, in the lead up to the season, but the fact that Penrith had buy in round one and it's just been such a rushed start back to the season and teams would have been, you know, scrambling to get, you know, players together for training and that. And I mean, it seems like teams have adapted pretty well, but I remember going into the season thinking that extra week of preparation could be incredibly invaluable for Penrith. But um, anyway, we will see. I think, yeah, the upset's not going to come this weekend. I think there'll be Northern Suburbs over Penrith. Um, Let's move on to this game, Randwick and Warringah. And obviously Warringah coming off a loss last weekend and uh, Randwick got the job done and got it done well. Um, Do do we expect Warringah to bounce back at Coogee or do Randwick get the job done? You know, Coogee Oval is a bit of a fortress Mm. for the Wicks. Mm. Uh, And I think Warringah... We'll struggle to get the victory there. I'm going to go with Randwick on this one. 
they're after one week they're sitting on top of the shoot shield by virtue of their big win over Newcastle, the fifty point yeah. win over Newcastle. Mm. Um, and I expect Randwick will be a surprise packet this year. Um, yeah. No one, no one's really talking about them all that much. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure of any major gains that they've made. I know they've got uh, Jake. They've picked up Jake Turnbull, who's been an Eastern Suburbs boy pretty much his whole career. He's uh, come to Randwick in the loose head prop position. Um, he's a big, tough lad, and will prop up, to do a good job propping up their scrum. Mm. Um, look, I, so I'm going to pick Wicks at home. Uh, again, by not not by much, by five points or less mm. um, over the uh, over the Ratties, but uh, uh, you know Rats will be fine. Um, they're just going to start the season with a couple of losses, I think. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's kind of how I approach Eastern Suburbs. I mean, I expect them to be a top four team. I just think they are going to start the season a little bit slow and um, maybe pick up towards the end of the season. But I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm going to go with Warringah because I just I think they're too good to kind of. Um, well, Randwick at this stage are quite unproven, and I don't think Warringah are going to lose two of those kind of games in a row. Anyway, um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Tony Lewis. You're very welcome, Tom. And of course, uh, Tony will be back in action this weekend. He'll be commentating Eastern Suburbs, West Harbour, 3 pm Saturday, 7 2 from Woolara Oval. And he'll have a new co-commentator, um, ex-Wallaroo and ex-Sevens player, Shannon Parry. Indeed. Looking forward to welcoming Shannon to the commentary box. Uh, she's also an Olympic gold medalist, uh, mm. uh, which is enormous, of course. And uh, I think she'll bring some really good uh, uh, insight uh, to the commentary this Saturday. Can't wait to work with her. Yeah, big thank you to Tony there for coming on the show and a big thank you to you for listening. Of course, you can hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Anchor.fm. Just search for Shoot Got Real and like us on Facebook at Shoot Got Real. My name's Tom English. Thank you for listening. We'll have another podcast out next Friday.